0: Hey everyone, so it's me, Scott Monroe, uh, coming to you for the first time uh, in podcast form. Uh, We've been talking, Cindy and I have been talking for a couple years now actually about the possibility of doing a podcast and uh, so we just decided to go for it and get started. So uh, she'll be with me some weeks, I'll have other special guests with me other weeks, but this will just be a podcast and uh, what's it going to be about? I don't know. A lot of it's going to be just about how uh, we can all become better people, better versions of ourselves, maybe how we get along in the world, how we get along with each other. We'll talk about relationships and family and business and God and just all kinds of things. So I hope you're going to join us and stick with us. And um, it seems like it's going to be a lot of fun to do this. And I know there's a million podcasts out there and there's a lot of great speakers out there. There's a lot of great authors out there. There's a lot of great storytellers out there. I don't consider myself to be any of those things, Uh, but uh, I do know that very often God lays things on my heart to share with people or sometimes through conversations with people, a lot of good comes out of it. So um, we're going to go for it and do this podcast. So thank you for joining us on podcast number one. Don't even really know what we're going to call it yet, and maybe that's something that you uh, who listen to it, can help us come up with, um, I don't want it to be anything corny like the Scott cast, but, um, I don't know. We'll figure something out. But for right now, we're just going to call it, you know, the Scott podcast. So if you got any suggestions, uh, send them to us. You can email us. You can email me at Scott at 31 gifts.com. Uh, and, uh, give me your suggestions. That'd be fine. Or hit me up on social media. Uh, so social media has gone from, um, being the thing that a lot of us were starting to really get frustrated with and tired of to be in the the place now where we can gather since we're practicing social distancing uh, during this time and we can't really physically be together. I have, I've noticed, and I don't know if any of you have noticed how much uh, social interaction we're doing through FaceTime and we've got Instagram videos and we've got face, uh, Facebook live videos. And there's a, we're seeing a, an increase and an uptick in that. And I think, maybe for the first time in several years, I'm seeing a lot of really, really positive things come out of uh, the so- our social media interaction. Because too many times it's um, it's a place to compare yourself to others and it's a place for us to, to speak political or it's a place for us to kind of make a point. And I think it's really interesting now that uh, I'm seeing a lot of people use social media just because we miss each other and we want to be around each other. And maybe one of the good things to come out of this very trying time we're in is that we'll be a little nicer to each other, at least I hope so. And, uh, and we'll realize how valuable each of us are, even when we have different viewpoints on things. So, so podcast number one, um, I, I really just was heavily burdened um, to talk about the idea of discouragement or setbacks today, because I think a lot of us in this time during the coronavirus outbreak are being set back. Uh, for whatever reason you may be being set back in your personal life you may be uh, facing setback in your business i have a friend who's in the restaurant business and and i don't know that there's any industry being hit harder right now than restaurants hotels transportation vacation spots uh, disney i just got a disney world email and they're trying to stay upbeat and positive but can you imagine all of the disney parks are closed and have been closed now for the better part of a month two two plus months in some places and it's just a different time we're living in. But I think all of us, in some ways, are facing setbacks. Even companies that are thriving right now, who are getting supplies to people and are doing so many things, they're still facing setbacks. The hospitals are are, are fighting so hard, and 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 you know, it, it's hard to say that sometimes hospital. I mean, hospitals are in business, so patients are are good for business, right? Not to say that sickness is ever good, but hospitals actually survive based on people coming through. But right now they're being so overwhelmed and they're really trying to take care of this coronavirus pandemic and a lot of the other care that they provide, they're not able to provide. So even from a business perspective, although we never want to think of hospitals that way, even from a business perspective, the hospital industry is facing setbacks because, they're, because they're, there's too many people coming through. And uh, there there are other businesses. I, I talked to our local UPS driver here, a guy named Kevin. He's a great guy. He remembers everybody's name, me, Cindy, the kids, everybody. But Kevin's such a good guy. Cindy says it's because uh, he can read it on all the packages, so that maybe that's creepy. I don't think so. Kevin's a good dude. Um, but anyway, I was talking to Kevin, and he said every day is like – the Christmas, the week before Christmas for him right now as a UPS driver, that it's it's really picked up. And honestly, for the I can tell I've never seen Kevin look tired, but he's tired. He's worn out as a UPS driver. And those of you that are in that industry know too well that that you're overwhelmed with with business right now. And uh, although it's bad reasons, it's maybe good for business, but it's also really hard and really trying. So even sometimes positive things can lead to setbacks. Right now this time we're in is anything but normal for all of us. But I wanna, I wanna try to address this from a little different angle because I wanna talk about setbacks and help you to try to understand, and maybe for us to just think together on this a little bit, that every struggle we're in right now, if it, if it has to do with the coronavirus outbreak or if it has to do uh, with just something else in your life, every struggle you ever face is temporary. Every single one of them is. there's a very rare case when you know when of course if something ends in death or something like something horrible like that but but almost every struggle, I'll say almost every struggle that we face is temporary and um, I think we get hung up on the setbacks and we let ourselves kind of dig ourselves into pits and we we feel like. Where we are right now in the middle of our setback, where we are right now in the middle of our trial, where we are right now in the middle of this discouragement we're facing as people, or maybe you as an individual in your life or your business or your family or relationships, we feel like we'll never get out of it. And I know I'm not the only one that feels like that. Sometimes if I face a setback, it just seems like my world is over, but the reality is it's not. My world isn't over. My life isn't over. Thank goodness. I have faced setbacks and you have faced setbacks our whole life, and we've come through them. And, I, you know, Kenny Rogers just passed a couple weeks ago, and Kenny Rogers was an American music icon. And though I'm not personally a big country music fan, I still know the words to a half dozen Kenny Rogers songs, every single word, because when I was a kid growing up, we had that Kenny Rogers Greatest Hits record, and I played that thing over and over and over again. Honestly, Probably one of the reasons I'm comfortable as a musician and as a singer and as a speaker now is as I sat in there and I imagined myself at eight, nine, ten years old with a microphone singing. This is embarrassing to say. Singing Kenny Rogers songs, uh, singing The Gambler on a warm summer's evening, you know, all these great songs. But Kenny Rogers had a storied career and he just passed a few weeks ago. But his number one song, most memorable song, I think, was The Gambler. And uh, you guys all know the line. You can sing it along with me. I'm not going to ask you to sing right now unless you're in the car. You can pause this if you want to pull up some Kenny Rogers. Just be sure you come back. But anyway, Kenny Rogers saying, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them, know when to walk away and when to run. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about that because this was a metaphor for a lot of things in life and this whole idea of gambling. But most of you, with whatever it is you're facing, wherever you're, set, you're facing setbacks, I want to tell you, this is not a poker game. Life's not a poker game. Your business is not a poker game. Your family and your relationships are not a poker game. You aren't losing to the game. In, in gambling and in poker, you end up losing. You come in with a big, massive amount of cash, and you can never call this an investment. This, it's a gamble, but it's never an investment, except for the one person that walks away with more than everybody. And most of the time, the house always wins. Steve Wynn, that owns the Wynn Casino Group out in Las Vegas, said one time in an interview, he said, the only people that win in gambling is us, the people who run the casinos. People can tell you they win, but in the end, we always win, or we couldn't afford to build these big buildings and have these big, beautiful places for people to come gamble in. The house always wins in gambling, but life is not a gamble. Relationships are not a gamble. Your business is not a gamble. If you've invested yourself in it, your family's not a gamble. You are not a gamble. You're not losing to the game like you do in gambling. If you face, if you're facing setbacks in your life, in your business, in your relationships, that does not mean that you're taking a gamble you still have fruits of your past investments. I mean, look backwards at everything you've invested into relationships. Look back at everything you've invested into your business. If you're, if you're a small business owner or if you're a direct seller, which most of this audience listening to this are, would be direct selling people in our 31 family. If you're looking at your business right now and you feel like, oh gosh, it's just not what it was six months ago, or oh my gosh, I don't. This whole thing has set me back, and, and I don't know what to do, and I'll never get it out of that. So I want you to look backwards for a minute and look at your history and look at where you came from and look at all the positive good that has come out of it. The question now is not whether or not you have fruits from your business. You're not playing poker here. The question is, how are you going to invest in the future for some new fruit? If you have an established business it's likely it's going to need some repairs. Everybody does. If you if you have a relationship, it's likely that there's going to be, need to be some repairs to that. All of us have to tend to the foundation that we've built in our life or in relationships or business or our spiritual journey. We have to tend to our foundations pretty regularly. But I would say this. Who in the world wants to start over and take on the heavy task of rebuilding a foundation? The foundation is the heaviest part of the house to build. That's why it's a foundation. It is the strongest. And I don't know why anybody would choose to tear that down and throw it away and start over again from the ground up. You can always build a new house on top of an old foundation. We have friends that live in New England. Stephen and Johnny, hey guys. Uh, they live up there and they they bought a beautiful piece of land that had an old house on it and they were allowed to There's historical uh, restrictions around what you can and can't do, but they were allowed to tear down the old existing house and use the footprint and the foundation of the original house to build their dream home on top of it. You can build your dream home on top of an old foundation. It's a lot easier, though, than tearing it all up, digging it all out, starting all over again, and trying to build out from the ground a new foundation to build a new home on. And that's the same way with relationships. It's the same way with business. It's the same way with your life. Who wants to start over and and build a whole new foundation? So I was thinking about this idea of setbacks and um, where we are all together right now, where we are individually. And I just looked up some quotes about setbacks. I love to look up quotes. Um, I love to, to glean what I can from quotable things. And quotes are just quotes. Uh, but sometimes they mean an awful lot. Bishop T D Jakes says that every setback is a setup for your comeback. I can hear him saying it now: every setback is a setup for your comeback. But think about that: every setback is just setting you up for a comeback. Now that's the way we should look at setbacks. It's a setup. It's a newfound. You can you can sure the house may be falling apart. You may need to make some repairs, but you've got a solid foundation there. You've got all everything you've invested in from here from the past till now, till here right now, you've got all that set up. And can you let your setback be a setup for a comeback? There's a, there's an unknown quote. Nobody knows who said this originally, but it says, remember that guy who gave up? <laughs> Neither does anyone else. And I don't personally want to be the guy who quit in the middle of the game. I don't want to be the guy who, who gave up because of my setback. Albert Einstein said this. He said, it's not that I'm so smart. And, you know, we always think of Einstein being, you know, the smartest person that ever lived. And a lot of us kind of laud him as that. But Albert Einstein said, it's, it's actually, it's not that I'm so smart. It's just that I stay with problems longer. He's in for the long game. And I want to ask you in the middle of this setback, are you going to let yourself get stuck there? Or are you going to set yourself up for the long game and look forward and take that solid foundation you have and let it propel you to something brighter in the future. This is another one. Uh, This is from a guy named William Thomas Spells. Actually has a very interesting story, if you can look him up. Uh, But William Thomas Spells says this, and I love this quote. It says, setbacks are temporary unless you see failure and do nothing. Success grows from an undefeated mind that never surrenders to adversity. Both are a choice. Both are consequences of our choices. I want to talk to you a little bit about your mind. Where is your mind right now? If you're in the middle of a setback or we collectively are in the middle of this setback with the coronavirus epidemic or pandemic, excuse me, where are our minds? Are we we willing to put our mindset in the right place to, to look forward and to look at the light at the end of the tunnel? Dale Carnegie says it this way. He says, most of the important things in the world have been accomplished by people who have kept on trying when there seemed to be no hope at all and then babe Ruth the great baseball player said you can't beat the person who won't give up <laughs> does anybody know somebody like that they just won't give up oftentimes when I'm looking at uh, situations like this and topics I the first thing I do always actually it's not oftentimes it's all the time I go to the Bible I go to verses that I know and remember from my childhood I had a great Bible teacher um, when I was growing up, Judy, that taught us, just taught us how to dive through the Bible and glean everything we can from it. And I was hungry for it and still hungry for, for God's Word. But in the Bible, and uh, you don't have to be a person of faith for these words to mean something to you. I've I've actually watched throughout the years a lot of people who actually were not believers or weren't didn't subscribe to a certain faith who when they took these biblical principles they applied them to their lives and maybe they came to faith because of that but they certainly saw some value in them so whoever you are whether you're a person of faith or not i think these words are valuable this is from galatians 6 9 and i'm reading from uh, the new living translation of the bible it says so let's not get tired of doing what is good don't give up is what it's saying there right Let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And I think it's interesting that the, the writer of Galatians includes that if in there. There's a qualifier. It doesn't just say your blessing is going to come, so just, just you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, it, it's it, it's going to end up okay, regardless of what you do. No, that's not true. It's going to end up okay if you don't give up. You're going to reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. And then Philippians verse. Uh, or chapter one, verse six says this, and this is the contemporary English version of the Bible. It says, God is the one who began this good work in you, and I am certain that he won't stop before it's complete. You hear that again? God is the one who began this good work in you, and I'm certain that he won't stop before it's complete in the day that Christ returns. That's Philippians 1.6. Now, I don't know what you believe about your vision and your dream and your reality right now. I, I believe that God leads the steps of mankind, that He leads us. And if we listen to Him and follow Him, that He's establishing our steps before us. And if God started something good in you, there's no reason to believe that He's done with it yet. And as business owners, Cindy and I have to look at this. This is a tough time for all businesses, but our perspective is God started this thing this has been his all along. It's his dream. It's his vision, not our dream, not our vision. We have a dream and vision, but that was planted by him. And we believe God started this and he's going to carry us through. So I want to take a few minutes and talk about some action steps maybe you can take. If you're stuck, if you're that person who is stuck or you feel beat down or you feel like you're in a hole right now because of the setbacks, either it's coronavirus or maybe just things weren't going right in your in your life and your relationship and your business you're ready to give up you're ready to throw in the towel i want to I want to say hold on a second don't throw in the towel yet before you try some action steps to try to maybe get yourself out of that hole and get to a place where you can see a bright future ahead of you number one I want you to i want to encourage you to take a quick break to reset your mind now, I don't know what quick quick break means I, you know I would encourage you know moving to uh Moving to Tibet and living among the monks for three months—I've known that there are people that do that, um, and and there are people that go away or they go to Switzerland and live in the Alps so that they can get their head clear. I'm not even, I'm not talking about big sabbaticals like that, but I am encourage you just where you are, carve some time into your day to take a break, get away, clear your head. Don't focus on social media. Don't focus on your business. Don't focus on your family. Don't focus on anything but your mindset and try to get away, and if you're a person of prayer, pray, but get away and carve out some time. Get some perspective. Don't try to find your way through a violently rushing river by swimming in it. Listen to that again. Don't try to find your way through a rushing, violent river by swimming in it. Get yourself up on the shore and on the shoreline so that you can see how to cross it I've seen so many people with their problems. They just they they stay swirling around and they're trying to find their way out. When sometimes there's a bridge right next to them, or there's a log across the stream, or there's a there's a bunch of rocks set up above a rapids that you can climb across to get there. Cindy and I love to hike, and there's a couple of places we go out in Utah that when we go, you have to cross some water at certain times of the year, and uh, we always stand on the shoreline and we try to find what's the best way to to get the least wet, right? but we would never dive into the middle or if we somehow got stuck in the middle, we wouldn't, we wouldn't just stay there in the middle to try to figure out how to cross. We would get to the shallowest part we can get to, get up on the shore and then find a way to get across. So I wanna encourage you in the middle of your setback right now, if you're in a swirling stream and you're frustrated and you're tired and you're discouraged, don't let yourself stay there. Get to the shoreline, get, get away, take some time to reset your mind. Now that was number one, get some perspective, get away to take some time. You gotta look at the big picture. I know you guys now, I remember a word a few years ago that none of us knew was pixels, the little pixels. And But now when you know, with all our phones, if you have an old phone, you take a picture and you try to blow it up and it's all pixelated, it's all blurry because it's got the little pixels. I wanna encourage you, don't focus on those pixels that are in front of you right now. Look at the big picture. Now, I'm talk about the word focus for a second and I'll probably do a whole podcast on on focus. But being focused doesn't mean that you're being small-minded. It means that you're being clear-minded. Do you hear that? Being focused doesn't mean you're laser-pointed on one tiny little thing and you're stuck there. You can't get focused until you see the big picture, and then you can focus on what's most important. It doesn't mean being small-minded. Being focused means being clear-minded. So number one, take a break and reset your mind. Number two, uh, we cannot live in the past. I understand this. But it's important to remind yourself of past victories. That's number two. Remind yourself of your past victories. When that voice inside your head says you can't, remind it that, hey, no, 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 no. Don't, you can't tell me that because I already did. I've done it in my past over and over again. I have won this over and over and over again. In your business, you've seen progress. You've done positive things. You've seen positive momentum forward in your past, don't get bogged down and let that little voice inside your head tell you that you can't anymore. That's that's not right. You've got to look at that or speak to that voice and say, uh-uh, you can't tell me that. I already did and I'm gonna do it again. And then celebrate and give thanks for how far you've come with all that you've accomplished. Look backwards at your life. I always tell people, reflect on where you've come and bring forward all the positive and leave behind all the negative. But look back at your life and say, you know what? I can, because I already have. Number three, talk to someone who feeds your soul. I don't know who you have in your life. Uh, we, we are blessed to have so many friends in our lives and so many people that we get to spend time with. Uh, we, don't, we don't get a ton of local community because we're so active and we're always out traveling for business and we're traveling with our kids and, and life is just busy for us, but we have a lot of community that's spread all over the country. And there are people... That feed our souls. There are other people that you know, I believe God uses us sometimes to feed their souls. Um, but I want to encourage you in the middle of this um, discouragement, in the middle of this setback, I wanted you to find somebody that feeds your soul. And this is a positive person. Not don't look, we all like to find people who are empathetic. And very often, and I love empathetic people, I actually find myself to be empathetic a lot, and it but sometimes it messes me up. But Sometimes you find somebody that's so empathetic that they jump on the bandwagon with you and they don't do anything to help you lift yourself out of the hole. And empathetic people are so important at just the right time and you need somebody who understands you. But I want to encourage you to find somebody who will stand with you and challenge you and encourage you and push you forward, not keep you pulled back in a hole. You don't need somebody. When you're discouraged, you don't need a bunch of people around you who will just latch onto you and lay in the hole and cry with you. You need somebody who's going to get up on that shoreline and say, come on, you got this. I believe you got this because I've seen you do it before. Find yourself somebody who feeds your soul. Find somebody who's positive and they're not just a bandwagon rider. You don't need that right now. Sometimes you need sympathy and empathy but right now you need somebody who will encourage you and help you get out of the hole number four remember that you can't take steps that are bigger than your stride this is the baby steps part you guys remember the movie what about bob if you haven't seen the movie what about bob with bill murray and richard Dreyfus, it's amazing just a quick aside there um, I love what about Bob and one of the things that, that that Richard Dreyfuss does Dr. Leo Marvin I'll never forget his name he encourages Bob to do is to take baby steps he wrote a book I think called Baby Steps Even so, so Bob is, is taking baby steps forward in his therapy it's, it's, it's funny it's a very funny movie but uh, at any rate I want to encourage you this is the baby steps step of this number four is to remember you can't take steps that are bigger than your stride we all want to do this especially when we face setbacks we felt like, oh my gosh, I've been set back. Oh my word, my business has is, is, is declined by 35, 40, 50%. percent i got to jump forward. I have to, I've got I've to catch back up. No, 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 no. Don't do that. You'll catch back up eventually, but you're not going to catch up by jumping. I want you to think about, I, there's a lot of people running right now. We look out here in the neighborhood. It's been amazing for me to see the number of people running. I think everybody has been eating for about three weeks, three or four weeks <clears throat> and now everybody's trying to get fit, and uh, they're out here running. And I see a lot of people running, but I want to say if you're if you've been on a walk and you're on a long straight road, just imagine this. Picture this in your mind with me for a second. You're on this long straight road, and you see, let's say, a gas station. And it, I, I do this because I don't enjoy walking and running as much as Cindy does. <clears throat> and she'll say, "Hey, we're going to go down to there and turn around." And I know sometimes in my mind I say, "Dear Lord, really." All the way down there, that's forever away. That is so far. And I know that as we talk and as we walk, I'm always amazed at how close it really is. When I mean, we get there by taking steps. Now, if you were in that same place, you're on that road, and you can run, you can jog, you can walk, whatever, and pick your pace. But if you if you look down that long road and you see this goal that's way out there, and it looks like it's a long way away, and maybe it is a very, very long way away, maybe you're in a different place right now that is so far away from where you were and it just looks discouraging to even try to get back there but i want you to look at that thing down the road and now i want you to ask yourself what's it going to feel like to jump your way there let's just all it's all two feet let's jump as far as you can jump like a long jump how far are you going to make it you're not going to make it very far unless you are super 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 in shape (laughs) you can't jump your way there You're going to beat your knees to death, beat your feet to death. You're going to tire out much easier. You can't do burpees to get there. You can't do leapfrog to get there. The best way to get there is to start walking and take baby steps. So take a minute from whatever your setback is right now. And take some time and plan out your next four or five baby steps. Not 150 steps, just the next four or five. Don't injure yourself trying to go too hard too fast. It's one day one step at a time. That's how you're going to get back to where you were. And you're going to be amazed at how quickly this time of setback passes and you'll forget all about it. Or the other option is you can quit in the middle and you'll never forget it. You will absolutely never forget it if you stop now. But I guarantee you, you're probably going to forget this setback if you'll take baby steps forward and let yourself get back to the place where you know you can be, where you have been before, and where you can be in the future. This will just be a little blip on the radar. You can either let it be a blip on the radar, or you can let it be part of the history that defines you in a negative way. Last one. This is for people of faith. Um, If you're a person of faith right now, I just want to speak to you. The last step is probably the most important step. It is for me, and that is pray. That's it. Pray. Take time to pray. In Philippians 4, verse 6, it says this. Do not be anxious about anything. Don't be anxious about your your setback. Don't be anxious about your time of discouragement. Don't be anxious about coronavirus. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. And this is really, really important. And I, I shared this a few weeks ago to a few people on um, Instagram. Uh, but uh, th- this thanksgiving word is really, really important. Even secular Therapist will tell you that one of the ways that they help people get away from anxiety and depression, one of the tools they use in their toolbox is to have people create a gratitude journal or a thankfulness journal. Some of you have probably seen this before. If you've been in therapy, you may have had a therapist encourage you to do this. It's basically you look at the things you're grateful for, the things you're thankful for. What's interesting that that's right here. This The original therapist, God, put it in his word and he says, don't be anxious about anything, in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving. Make a gratitude journal. Present your requests to God. And we could spend a long time here talking about why does God ask have us to Ask us to ask and uh, somebody said the other day and I think it's very interesting perspective. I don't have time to go into it today, but, but could it be that yeah, God does know what our requests are before we speak Him. God does know what our needs are before we speak Him. God doesn't need us to tell him what our needs are. So why pray? And this person, this pastor was saying, we pray for you to get your heart in the right mind to help you understand that you're not going to get through this on your own. You need to give it over to God and let him be the one that carries you through this. So that's for people of faith. That's a special step number five in all this. So that's it. That's podcast number one. Where are you today? Are you stuck? Are you stuck in your setback? Are you stuck in uh, discouragement? Are you stuck in frustration? Well, I want to encourage you to take a quick break, reset your mind, Remind yourself of your past victories. Talk to someone who feeds your soul. Remember not to take steps that are bigger than your stride can handle. And last, I think is so important, take time to pray. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll be back with you very, very soon with the next podcast. I'll see if I can talk Cindy into coming on with me. All right? God bless y'all. Have a great day.